Welcome to the sixth episode of It Wasn't Me, a True Crime Podcast, where we talk about murders that intrigue us. I am Cindy. And I'm Mercedes. Thanks for joining us. This week, we're going to explore the stalking and murder of a 26-year-old office worker on her lunch break in Plainsboro, New Jersey. Thank you for listening to last week's episode, where we examined the rampage of a schizophrenic who murdered his father and then kidnapped, mutilated, and murdered the Mother Teresa of Harris County, Georgia. Our podcast is not recommended for children. This will be a little graphic, and we may use offensive language. So if you have kids, put them away for a while and join us for a murder. And for more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and please give us a five-star rating. While you're there, leave a comment telling us which murder intrigues you. And please, if you like our show, consider supporting us through patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. We appreciate our Patreon supporters so much. I've been pretty well, thank you. How have you been? It has been a crazy, crazy week. I got to pet wolves this week, and I dressed up as Persephone, the goddess of the underworld. So it's been a fantastic week. Because you are of the... A goddess, maybe not of the underworld. Of, you know, the dark arts, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So, anyway, what's our story this week? Well, I'm going to tell you the story of Caroline Byington, who was a 26-year-old um, young professional. Is it Caroline or Carolyn? Carolyn. Did I say Caroline? You did. Oh, it's I'm your sorry. southern roots. Come yeah. on, girl. My Caroline. Aunt, my aunt's name is Carolyn, so yeah. I should have. Okay, you know. so I'm sorry. Caroline so, who? Carolyn Byington. Okay. She was 26 years old when she was tragically murdered and taken away from this world. So, she is a 2011 graduate from high school and a 2015 graduate of college. She was a double major, very ambitious. She studied abroad, you know, had her life ahead of her. Just a beautiful young girl, smart, intelligent, the whole yeah. world ahead of her is yes. what I'm hearing. And not that it matters that she was beautiful and murdered, but she absolutely was beautiful. And... It sounds like from her friend's account, from her obituary, where people posted to the online obituary, she was absolutely loved and adored. She was a volunteer. She was a part of the Junior League. And anyone who knows anything about the Junior League and whatever state, county, wherever you're from, they are volunteers, essentially. They're very beautiful women who volunteer usually, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, she, so in 2016, she was hired at... In Engine US. I did not look at what exactly Engine US is. So where is that located? In Princeton, Congress? New Jersey. Princeton, New Jersey. Is that yes. where Princeton University is? <laughs> is it? <laughs> so anyway, Carolyn was loved and um, adored by her family, her friends, her community. 
and such. So why the hell would anybody want to murder her? What happened? Well, as the story goes, Kenneth Sale was a husband, a father, a college graduate, was a staff assistant, staff assistant, excuse me, a staff accountant at Engine US as well. So he kind of seemed like he was young also. He seemed to have his life ahead of him. So what happened? Well, he might have had a little infatuation. A little infatuation. A little bit. So, Sale went to lunch one afternoon. And he actually had requested an extended lunch already. So, he requested an extended lunch. So, it's just some random day he requests an extended lunch from... Like, he actually asked for an extended lunch beforehand? According to court documents and media sources, it says he had an extended lunch on that day, June 10th, 2019. Again, this is a very recent murder. It happened this year. There is that He hasn't been to court yet. He's been indicted, but he hasn't been to court this yet. This just happened last June, like yes. not even six months ago, not five even, months ago. Yes. Okay. All right, so here's the deal. He went to lunch at... Approximately, approximately at the same time as Carolyn did. Carolyn went to lunch and always seemed to go to her home. She lived within a few miles from her employment, and she just went home every day to eat lunch. Her neighbors consistently saw her at the same time every day, so she was a creature of habit. Were they work friends? Did they ever eat lunch together or anything? Nope. There so. is absolutely zero evidence of that that I was able to find and I and I looked there were no text communications no phone calls no emails nothing no one ever saw them together nobody ever said oh yeah you know they would like split flat yeah no nothing nothing at all so you ask yourself what the hell happened well Carolyn went to lunch and she never returned on June 10th 2019 she never returned back from lunch which was very much uncharacteristic. So her employee, her co-workers, her fellow employees called police. I'm assuming they called police for a well check, a welfare check after they've called. They probably even went to her house, maybe. They didn't have a key, so they didn't, you know, bum rush the door or knock it down. Um, so around 6 p.m. on June 10th, police were called to the apartment complex where she lived. And they found her body. Okay, Where? so hold on just a uh-huh. second. All right, because she doesn't come back. For, she, she leaves for lunch break. She uh-huh. doesn't come back. Correct. And you know the people are, like, calling, texting her, going, you know, where are you? Why aren't you coming back? Uh-huh. Um, and you're saying that perhaps people went to her house to chat yes. or whatever. And I can tell you from experience that if you accidentally – don't go to work one day. <laughs> or actually don't come back for lunch. <laughs> don't come back for lunch. No, and what I'm saying is, is, you know, a few years ago, I, uh, I, my current profession, we have to set up our days in advance. And I did so. I said, I'm going to be out this day. So let's say a Thursday night, I was feeling ill. I said I wasn't going to be there on Friday. I put it into our online system that I'm not going to be there, and it accepted it, and it said, okay, you're not going to be there. Well, for whatever reason, the next day, 
people are calling me and I don't even realize it because I'm sick. So I turn my phone off. And the next thing I know, my neighbor is knocking on my door saying, your place of employment is looking for you. Because come to find out, it was, I scheduled my day off it didn't go through, on right? a Saturday, oh, wow. not a Friday. <laughs> and where I work, no one works there on a Saturday. <laughs> so, but it was kind of in, it, it was, it was, well, I'm glad that if I go missing or if I'm on the road off in a ditch somewhere, my Somebody's employer is going to come looking for but me. But you said that they contacted law enforcement at well, because, 6 p.m. Yes, because and... I just assumed that they were trying to contact her. And in that meantime, they no one was able to get a hold of her because it is 2019. I'm fairly certain she had a cell phone. You know, being 26 years old, she had a cell phone. And she probably had being Instagram. She probably yeah. had a cell phone, right? She probably had Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. all of the above. Yeah. yeah. TikTok, whatever. No. So, any, anyhow, the police showed up around 6 p.m. They discovered her. Um, they discovered her body. She had been stabbed multiple times. Um, so the neighbors come to find out the neighbors did say, well, you know, I did hear some faint screaming earlier in the day, which living in an apartment. I know when you hear like screaming, I remember when my husband and I first got together, I have a son who used to like to wrestle every night. So he'd get like a tickles wrestling match every night. There was mm-hmm. faint screaming. I'm there sure there was faint screaming. Us. Yeah. So sometimes you learn to ignore that, right? Yes. Yeah. They also said they heard like moving of furniture, but I guess it was so faint and it was so like, well, you know, right. So, so it wasn't really um, a red flag for them. So the police show up. They discover her body. Well, then the county prosecutor comes to the scene and he says you know later on he reports we know we really thought this would be solved within a few days come to find out it wouldn't be solved within a few days i mean it wasn't too terribly long it wasn't years it wasn't a several months was she sexually assaulted i'm sorry to ask was she sexually assaulted it was not reported that she did came in just stabbed her to death and did not sexually assault her which indicates rage of some sort yeah, and it was not reported that she was sexually assaulted because I looked for that. Okay. Because honestly, as I researched this, it did seem kind of, I hate to say that it seemed odd, but with the gentleman that came, that it ends up, they arrested, it does seem kind of, it's just interesting to me that there wasn't that kind of, there, that aspect wasn't involved. So, um, both the victim, Carolyn, and the perpetrator were both employed at the same place. So they both worked at Engine US. Yes, they both worked at Engine US and actually were both hired in 2016. So they had been there for at least three years. And, you know, were they hired at the same time? No. Okay. I did see that they weren't hired at the exact same time. One was hired in like February and one was hired in, say, let's say August. Were they in the same department? One was a project manager, and Kenneth Sale, who is the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator at this time, was in, um, he was a staff accountant. So and she was in project management. Yes. God, that's like department. a dream job, project manager, not to take away from her debt. Yes, no. Well, she was a double major at, um, when she graduated from college, she was at international 
affairs major uh, in addition to anthropology and sociology. So that has to, to do with people. Right. Yeah. All right. But, it, you know, that does it's, come a little later. Yeah. All right. So the neighbors came forward stating that they had, um, that they had actually, okay, so it's kind of all over the place here. So some of the neighbors, a couple of months later, after they've arrested someone, they say, well, we've seen that guy hanging out in our communal laundromat. He's been here. He's hanging out the laundromat? Yeah, because he was stalking her. She had no idea that she had a stalker. So this whole time, he's stalking her, she doesn't know. Correct. So he hadn't, like, he went from, like, looking at her secretly to just murdering her. There was no, no, that scary stuff in between. No. Mm -mm. No, there is no documentation. There's no record. There is no reporting. Nothing that, I mean, it went from she left work one day to she was murdered to this dude did it or this is who we think did it. Um, So following her death, this gentleman became, his demeanor changed, his whole attitude, everything about him. So, so every day at work, he, he was just a different person. But people didn't, really didn't realize it until the police came and started questioning them. So the police showed up at Engine and they started questioning employees because within a few days, they didn't have an answer. It wasn't solved. They had absolutely no idea who could have murdered this and girl. of course, they're going to go to her workplace. Yes. To look for answers. Because everybody loved her. Right. No one had any reason to want to murder her. So they start questioning everyone, which makes me think that this place probably wasn't you know, it probably didn't have a thousand employees, but I've actually worked at a place where someone was kind of connected to a murder. So, and they did come in during like the middle of shift and start questioning people. They were like, what? "You have to get yeah." You were connected to a murder. I wasn't connected. Cl- well, well, what? I actually knew the person. And oh, yes, yes, yes. I knew someone who was murdered. I knew his ex-wife. But anyway, where I worked, there were people who like hung out with them after work, and they would actually come in and they would question you. Would that you. be like a hometowner that maybe our Patreons can learn more about? Yes, okay. yes, exactly. We'll it is. Back to that. Later yes, then. because yes, yeah, because I didn't come forward and say, "Well, I know," da, 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 da. but that person's in jail, rotten in jail. So anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, I mean, well, it, it does, does matter. It, it does matter. Interesting story. We yes. can get to you on another podcast. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. All right. So following her death. Um, Sale became completely just his demeanor changed. His coworkers became suspicious of him because this Kenneth Sale. See, Kenneth Sale was a husband, a so father. Sale, you say Sale, and I would say Saul. Saul. It's S A A L. I don't know how it's pronounced. Who gives a shit? But I would say Saul. You say it is. Sale. Just, just. Spell it's it probably Saul. S A A L. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't even matter for us to pronounce his name correctly, but yeah. we just want to make that clear that it, it's S-A-A-L. Yes. All right. So Kenneth Sale, Saul. Kenneth Saul. Whoever. Just say it however you want. <laughs> so um, following her death, he became really suspicious at work, and his coworkers didn't really start to think about it but until they started. suspicious or his coworkers were suspicious of him? Kind of both. Okay. Because they really didn't start to question him until the police came in and started questioning them. They're like, well, do you know anyone who did this? Do you know? Because, you know, they know how to ask the right questions. And they were like, well, you know, Kenneth in accounting 
has asked a couple people, can I get arrested for circumstantial evidence? Um, have you not ever listened to a podcast? Have you not <laughs> ever watched CSI or Law and Order? I mean, hello? Yes, you can get arrested for circumstantial, circumstantial evidence. And, and that's a great thing because I just want to read this description on um, Google about this Engine Group US. Engine is an ecosystem of creator wonderkins, uber nerds, business consultants, cultural mavens, and channel specialists working together to help our clients. So it sounds like you know, a bunch of like super smart people that might be very young and inexperienced, which sounds like your Ken Saul could possibly be like a very young serial killer. He could be, yes. With that said, the police received, okay, so let me back up a little bit. All right, so they didn't know what the hell they were doing. They didn't know who they were interviewing. They didn't know what was going on. So they start interviewing the coworkers. The coworkers, through the interviews, they start to reveal that possibly this guy in accounting might be a little off. He started acting weird. He started asking crazy questions, which because someone was murdered, people are gonna remember. You know, it's not like he's like, hey, I'm really into true crime. Are you? Did you know that da-da-da-da? Because, you know, now that... Right. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. He just all of a sudden one day was asking these questions. Well, they started, for whatever reason, they had DNA from under her, finger, her fingernails. With that, other employees said, well... Kenneth did have some scratches on his knuckles. He started acting weird. He had some scratches on his knuckles, which led them to DNA. They had DNA under her fingernails. All right, so here's the deal. Allegedly, he had been waiting for Carolyn at her apartment. So Kenneth Saul was waiting for Carolyn at her apartment, and he bum-rushed her as she went in to eat her lunch. Because she went home for every day. The neighbor said, we saw her consistently at the same time every day at her apartment. So he, she was a creature of habit. But no one ever saw this. Like they saw him in the area, hanging out the communal laundry, but they never saw him on that day. Mm, not exactly. Okay. So, a couple months later, when he was arrested and his face was put out to the public, they said, oh, shit, that's the guy we saw hanging out at the communal laundry. Yes, and please, audience, go look at this guy's picture. Okay, Kenneth Saul. He's a very soft, doughy fellow who... Yeah, he's no Gerard yeah. Butler. All right, so following Carolyn's death, Saul's whole demeanor changed, according to his co-workers, um, he supposedly even asked some co-workers if he could be arrested for circumstantial evidence. So just out of the blue, he's like, oh, could I be? Do you think somebody could be arrested for circumstantial evidence? Like, yeah. Oh. He, according to the co-workers, that's kind of how, hey, do you think that someone could be da-da-da-da? Listen yeah. to a podcast, watch CSI, watch Law & Order. Where just have you been? somebody at my work said, do you think that could happen? But there was an incident at work, I think I would be suspicious. 
Yes, especially now, after if, a if co-worker. If a co-worker was murdered over lunch break and somebody said, do you think circumstantial evidence could convict them? I think I would suspect that person. Yes, I, I definitely would. So um, all of this kind of came to a head when the detective started interviewing people at Engine U.S., so they were questioning everyone, and that's when things kind of, like, I don't think that anyone really put it all together. I don't think anyone put it all together. And then once the detectives, because they know how to ask questions, they ask the right questions, which, you know, they ask leading questions, which lead people to answer a certain way, or they feel like they need to open up because they loved her. They wanted to find a murder, and they were like, well, you know, this jackass over in accounting had scratches on his hand. He started acting weird. He was asking people if he could be arrested for... So they were, like, all these little things that most people wouldn't see as an issue. Like, we might not see a coworker with scratches on the knuckle, but... Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know that I would notice if that. If we were asked the right, right questions, then somebody might say... Well, you know what? Yeah. This jackass in accounting has. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that led them to asking for DNA. So clearly he thought he was okay enough to give his DNA because they couldn't exclude him. So they took it, they questioned him. They, because of his answers and some other things, it led to DNA and they couldn't exclude him. So, um, his DNA, I mean his DNA, his demeanor changed. Well, they didn't exclude him by DNA, right? No, that's or what I'm saying. They didn't that. exclude him. They couldn't say definitively, this is your DNA, but they couldn't say, this isn't your DNA. They couldn't say, this isn't your DNA. Correct. Correct. But they couldn't say, this for sure isn't your DNA. Correct. What they couldn't say is, what they really couldn't say is, this is your DNA. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, they could not do any of that, but... But they couldn't exclude him, but they couldn't say it's yours 100%. Yes. It might be yours 99%, but we can't say it's not yours. Yes, but what they could say is that Google Earth says you were at her apartment complex oh. <laughs> so google earth. <laughs> google earth says your ass was her car at her apartment complex just a couple of days before and i think that's freaking scary as shit yes but google earth can answer questions like that <laughs> they're yes. watching us yes Shh. don't tell some people don't so. tell some people right? <laughs> yes so They were later to obtain images from Google Earth that showed Sal was indeed at Carolyn's apartment in the days before that she was killed. So in the days before she was killed. So not just that day. No. He had been there. Yes. And upon questioning, her um, neighbor said that they had seen that guy. So once they arrested him, they saw his his picture and they said, that guy, we saw him hanging out at the communal laundry. We saw Saul. (laughs) We saw Saul. We saw him. We saw him hanging out at the communal laundry. Right. So what happened then? Well, they, uh, so, um, the neighbors saw him in the weeks prior. So the neighbors saw him in the weeks prior. Google Earth. 
Earth saw him in the days prior. And get this. As he was driving by, he happened to drive by a police officer who had a dash cam on the day of the murder. You don't say. And you don't say. The dash cam shows a Honda Accord that meets the description of and his was Honda. driving on the road. Driving on the road. Driving in her neighborhood. All right, so when Kenneth was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, it was two months after the actual murder because they did the questioning, and then I guess they took DNA. They asked people, do you mind giving your DNA? And he really thought that he was going to get caught, so... They took his DNA, the type of DNA that was found on her fingertip, on her fingernails. They couldn't exclude him. So, 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 so can we just go back to that DNA for a second? Because I don't think we've discussed it. He had Y dash S. She had Y dash STR mm-hmm. DNA under her nails. Yes. And just from very basic Google research, that's just uh, that just excludes gender so they uh-huh. it can tell whether it's male dna or yes. not yeah but it doesn't like pinpoint who specifically it is correct but it wasn't sexual assault correct no so there's no seminal fluid DNA. nope there's no mention it's of that whatsoever uh, skin scratching yep there's no charges so he didn't sexually assault her he just i mean he just kidnapped her he just held her captive he just <sighs> Murder her. Stuff. He didn't rape her that we know of. No, no. All right. So um, he was charged with first degree murder. Um, in addition to burglary in the second degree, endangering an inner, uh, injured victim, hindering one's own apprehension, meaning like evading police, burglary and possession of a weapon, a weapon for an unlawful purpose. Which that just seems like something they're tacking on. So right, all because what weapon did he have for an unlawful? Well, purpose? whatever he stabbed her with. So well, what if it was like on her kitchen counter? That's it. Doesn't matter. He grabbed it. He used it as a weapon. That's a weapon. Okay. All right. So um, the indictment also includes charges of stalking and tampering of evidence, both fourth degree crimes. So he's got first degree murder. Everything else is third degree except for. Fourth degree stalking and fourth degree tampering with evidence because he cli- tried to clean up. Do you know this has nothing to do with like this case at all? But how can stalking be a fourth degree? God, I don't Shouldn't know. Shouldn't it be at least a second degree offense? Just in your own opinion. I don't know. I think that it should be one of the. I mean, because if you, I think it should be first degree, degree because if you're stalking someone, you are premeditatingly. Does she know that she was being stalked? No. Have we addressed that at all? No. She had no idea, right? Nope. There is no communication, no text messages or anything between. So maybe that's why it's fourth degree. Is that maybe they, through their investigation, they figured out that he was stalking her, but she didn't realize it. But it doesn't matter if she realized it when someone murders you. You don't know that they're murdering you. you If you know you're being stalked and you know who's stalking you and you turn it in, that would be like, you know, this is first degree. But first degree murder, just because, okay, let's say that I decide I'm going to murder you. You don't know that, but I know that, and I've pre-planned it in my head. I'm staking you out, meaning I've been seen on camera a couple of times before I murder you. I've I've been seen staking at your house, and now I'm at your apartment. You know, that's first degree. That's premeditated. That is pre-planned. Right. 
But so. stalking is a different thing. Like, stalking would be... I think that, you know, you're stalking somebody. If you're at their apartment complex when they don't know that you're watching them, but that's premeditated. My question is, is, is it... Is the degree whether the stalked person knows that they're being stalked? It doesn't matter. Like you don't know you're going to be murdered. With you, my question is like I I agree with you one hundred percent. And then my question is is what makes it fourth degree instead of first degree? I have no idea. Like, would first degree be the person knowing they're stalked and being threatened by that? You know what? There might not even be a first degree stalking because stalking laws fourth degree. I don't get it. Stalking laws didn't even come. They weren't even a thing until the 80s, late 80s. Well, I mean, before I totally agree with you, I'd have to do research, but I do remember the Morgan Mindy thing. Yes, so That's do I. Like Actually, it was of... my sister Sam. It was my sister but Sam. she was on Morgan Mindy, right? Like it was, well, no. It, she was, okay. Okay. So, well, my sister Sam, the actress from my sister, from my sister Sam was, it was a spinoff of Morgan Mindy. Okay, okay. She was the sister Ooh, of yeah. Mindy. And so, yes, but that was the early 80s, and that's one of the first times that they ever enact. That's when the stalk, anti-stalking laws came about was okay. because that person went up to her door. She had complained and complained, and that person went up to her door, knocked on the and door. And that would be first-degree stalking. Like, that person knows. You know what? This person is freaking out. Like, they're killing my cat, leaving on the doorstep. Yeah. Fourth-degree stalking might be just, like, maybe the person doesn't realize they're being stalked. I just don't really – I don't think of Whatever. it from that – from that part that yeah. from that aspect because i might not know my husband's gonna murder me but he's might he might have been planning it for four months that's first degree murder first degree murder is different from stalking but but should it be let's not just let's not digress yes but okay. should it be okay no well they're two different charges so right you know, but premeditated be? stalking i'm gonna go if you don't know you're being stalked and the police find out you're being stalked before you do that might be a fourth degree stalking here we are I don't digressing. know. We don't, I don't know. know. It, it should be all. It should just be like like bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's bad. bad. <laughs> all right. So Saul was arrested after the lab results. Um, couldn't exclude him as a match for the the white STR DNA. Y star. Y stra. I don't know. They couldn't exclude him. They found um, based on the what they found underneath her fingernails. Um, also, there were some other things. It wasn't just the DNA that they couldn't exclude him. I mean, because that's kind of, oh, well, we couldn't exclude you. Well, they couldn't probably exclude 100 other males also. But there were some other things that kind of go along with it. This kind of goes to the... Um, circumstantial evidence. Thank you. Perhaps. Circumstantial evidence. Okay, so um, when the police came to start questioning everyone, he ca- became under suspicion after the interviews. Because um, not only did he say those suspicious things to his coworkers, like, can I be arrested, yada, yada, yada. There was also cell phone tower data and suspicious text and alleged comments made to other coworkers that are just a few reasons that a judge said, your ass is staying in jail. The prosecutor cited that a text that Sale sent to his wife, to the woman he married, his wife, on June 17th. Now... Carolyn was married. I mean, I'm sorry. Carolyn was murdered on June 10th. And Carolyn was a vibrant, young, 26-year-old girl who was not married. Correct. She had everything. A double her. major degree, a great job, living right 
in Princeton, New Jersey, like at the she had everything going for time of her life. Yes. So on June, but he in himself, he was married and had a kid and had an eleven-month-old child. Yeah. So on June seventeenth, he sent a text to his wife saying, "I'm kind of freaking out. Someone came in our office earlier talking about a friend." (laughs) who spent a year and a half fighting a murder conviction that they didn't commit because the cops were desperate dependent on someone. So, all right, so in addition to the text message to his wife, the DNA, the suspicious comments to his coworkers, Sal obviously was infatuated with Caroline, Carolyn. Um, he... When he was driving around that day, when he was supposedly getting his car fixed, but he wasn't. So, he passed by a police officer. The police officer had dash cam. And that dash cam actually shot footage of a Honda Accord traveling in Plainsboro, about six miles from the company office where they worked, while he was supposed to be at the shop. So, just devil's advocate how many Honda Accords are out there I don't know how many Honda Accords are that color Continue. so that's just what it says alright so after his arrest the pros- prosecutors also received an anonymous voicemail from someone this anonymous voicemail said that they were a previous acquaintance of Sal's and that they revealed that 11 years ago he had confessed to them that he was planning a rape and murder of his current crush. So 11 years ago, he supposedly said, I'm going to rape and murder this person. So now we're talking psycho fucking bullshit. Like this dude is thinking about. Yeah, but if someone I knew 11 years ago said, I'm thinking about raping and murder. He's already like talked about like, if, like, like fantasizing a murder and rape of someone and uh, he's. He's implicated in something like 11 years later. Would you consider that a, freak, a freaky situation? I find it suspicious. I would think, oh my God, that's fine. I mean, maybe the person thought, oh, I mean, maybe he said something like during a drunken rage or, you know, I'm whatever. Sorry, I would consider that fucking freaky. Sorry. Oh, I would too. But maybe they didn't take it seriously. And then 11 years later, he comes up in this investigation well, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, you know, oh, he God. said this. I mean, if you reported everything, something weird. I mean, if you call the police after everything, Does anyone said? weird, like said something weirdly, you would. We'd be busy. Be like, the cops would be busy. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, she's a fucking crazy person. Yeah. So during police interviews at the work, um, at work, at his workplace and with Sal, he said that he was alone during that time that Carolyn was murdered. He was at this park um, hanging out while his car was being repaired. Um, as I said earlier in the beginning, um, his car repair story turned out to be kind of bullshit and because um, he reported to his supervisor, he um, reported to his supervisor that he couldn't meet the, make their meeting because his car's room was being worked on. But supposedly, he was just embarrassed that he was working on his own vehicle. Okay, so hold up. He was late for a meeting with the supervisor. Yes. He called the supervisor and said, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late because of car trouble. Yes. On the same day that this person did yes. not come back from work. That is um, correct. Okay. All right. 
even his father took the stand and said that he um, that he had been experiencing power steering issues, which to me is complete bullshit because you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, you might take your car to the shop to be fixed on a Saturday, but you're not going to, I'm going to miss a meeting with my boss because my power steering went out. No, I don't think so. It's 2019. You Uber your ass back to work. Um, so, and so that's why, backtrack to why he had cuts on his hand, is he was saying he was working on his own vehicle, and that had to do with the power steering, and that is, you know, it's complete okay, bullshit. Clever, clever. Mm, it's a reach. So his attorney also addressed the, the anonymous caller, stating that it was a scorned lover from the past, feeling burned and vindictive. Um, so, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not at all what it was. Uh, his attorney also said that either, either Kenneth was a complete criminal mastermind or they had the wrong person. He couldn't be excluded because of his DNA, which they are running more tests, and you know that takes longer than what CSI lets you on to. Um, but here's some facts about Kenneth that we should know. One, we already talked about how he was linked through DNA and that his demeanor changed and he had all, these, all this suspicious behavior. Two, he and his wife were high school sweetheart, sweethearts. They had been married since 2017, and he had a baby... Um, an 11th month old and he actually had no criminal record it's not as if he was a habitual offender you know who the hell knows what happened here uh, number three he worked at the engine group since 2016 i covered that the company did however release a statement after carolyn's murder the company said that an um this is their statement engine is mourning over this shocking senseless tragedy Carolyn was deeply cared for about um, cared for by her colleagues, and we extend our heartfelt thoughts and prayers to her family and friends. However, they did not issue a statement after his arrest concerning so, this employee who had just who was worked there just as long as she had. You know, they were backing her, saying, "We are distraught. We are praying for her friends and family." But they got nothing for him. Because they don't know how to respond yet. No. So we also want to make sure that we let our listeners know that this is still up in the air. We don't know the outcome. Correct. Right? Yes, yes. So Everything's alleged yes. at this point. It is. And we don't know the outcome. What we know is the evidence that we have provided. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we also, um, I have two more points. So number four, um, Carolyn was a New Jersey native, which we already covered that, who overcame a birth defect. She actually had a brain tumor when she was a child. And in her obituary, it says, please make donations to um, the Children's Brain Tumor Project in the name of the doctor who helped save her life. Oh, I mean, so, so she overcame this. Do we this. Know his name? Yes, Doctors we actually do. Um, her or her uh, obituary, the doctor that helped save her life was Will Cornell. Dr. Will Cornell. So yeah. if you are into infant brain tumors, please support that. Yes. 
Um, and number five, sale is being held in the Middlesex County Jail. Currently, he is not getting out. He actually was offered a plea deal of 30 years, and if he does not um, accept that plea deal, he may fa face additional charges. So, um, and that pretty much, that's all we got because it, you know, it doesn't say, I'm assuming that he didn't accept that plea deal because he was supposed to go to court last month in October, at the end of October, but there has not been any updated information. All right, listen guys, we really need you to subscribe. If you'd like our show, or if you know that we have great potential, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating with a nice comment because we're sensitive. For more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and please give us a five-star rating. While you are there, leave us a comment telling us which murder intrigues you. We are so very grateful to spend our Friday nights together to share our murderous stories. Thank you very much for listening to us and supporting us. We love you. And we would again like to thank our very first Patreon supporter, Shannon Kelly. Thanks, Sasa. She is the extra. You, too, can become one of our beloved Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support us even further, please visit patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. If you'd like what you heard, especially if you're an Apple listener, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment about your favorite murder. Thanks, guys. And remember, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me.